1: Good afternoon, Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the Good Things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. And Good Things wants to encourage you to go on an adventure in Mississippi. So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And take your browser over to supertalktv.com. You'll see I'm not alone in the studio today. I have with me Jan Dawson with the Mississippi Public Health Institute and Colonel Maxwell, director of Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics. And when you know when he's here, we are up to talking about good things but it may be a little bit of a tougher topic today because, sadly, large number of Mississippians are dying of a drug overdose. But the good news is, is we want to end the drug overdose epidemic here in Mississippi, and you guys at a partnership and with some other organizations are doing that through Make Mississippi OD Free, which is uh, odfree.org. So good stuff, tough topic on a Monday, but it definitely needs to be talked about and talked about and talked about. So, Jan, you kick us off. How did this get started talking about? that there needed to be a website or a funnel of information or just more awareness to the overdose epidemic in Mississippi?
2: Well, through a grant that we had funded uh, with the Department of Health, uh, a partnership was developed between the Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics, the Department of Health, the Department of Mental Health, um, the uh, Board of Pharmacy, and then eventually Mississippi Public Health Institute uh, became a partner in that as well to look at data uh, as it related to uh, overdose deaths in Mississippi, crime that was related to um, opioids, and different issues that surrounded the opioid epidemic. And as a result of that, we once we began talking about it, we were we were uh, putting out a quarterly report, and then we were putting out a yearly report that it, that showed all that data. And in the process of that we we realized that we needed to be getting it out in a more public way and we wanted to be able to do things in more of a real-time kind of situation, um, a place that was a repository to how to create um, information and education to help keep Mississippi OD free. And so that's how the, the process came about. Those are the, the people that had this vision, and through a subgrant with Mississippi Public Health Institute from um, Overdose Data to Action, a grant that the Department of Health has from the CDC, we began to develop this concept and put this website together.
1: And I think it's important, and it's a good thing to know the numbers. And I know, Colonel Maxwell, you guys see so many numbers coming through there at the Bureau of Narcotics. Some good when it comes in pounds taking off the street, then some not good whenever, you know, it's deaths related to overdose. How long has this been trending? Uh, I mean, any death to an overdose is is tragic and unfortunate but it, ha- it does feel like there's been a trend in the upward sort of way and how long has that been going on?
3: Well if we were to look at national data uh, that has been provided to us from the CDC from 2015 through 2020 there was a 75 percent increase in drug-related overdose deaths nationwide. Mississippi um, parallel that trend. We had an increase in drug-related overdose deaths from 2015 through 2020, and in 2020, we had more than 529 Mississippians die, as reported to the Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics.
1: And those kind of numbers, man, when you think about the data, Jan, when Mississippi Public Health Institute gets this, what are they doing with these type of numbers or these type of statistics? I mean, before you having that outlet of the odfree.org?
2: Well, we have several uh, ways that we use that data. First of all, um, we do still produce the opioid and heroin data collaborative report, and it is actually uh, published on the Department of Health's website. Um, But we also look at that data and we use it, um, we have some county level level data and then we have some that is state level data and we use it to plan prevention programs, but we also use that data to plan training programs so that we can educate people uh, in all of these workforce areas, whether it is with the Bureau of Narcotics, with our partnership with some training that we've done with them or with uh, social workers, counselors, all different kinds of people. We've done some education with medical professionals, nurses, physicians, nurse practitioners, on how to recognize when someone may potentially have a drug disorder. So we're doing a lot of training and education on um, not only how to recognize it, but also how to help get people into treatment or into programs that can help them. And
1: that all comes back to just better understanding the underlying problems, which the, you know, the Bureau of Narcotics sees that firsthand, Colonel Maxwell. And so you guys are out there every day and you hear numbers, like you just mentioned, and then an increase in 75%. But then Jane's telling us all this good stuff that they're doing. Why is the good stuff, you know, you don't want to say stalling, I know it's working, but why are the bad numbers outpacing, you know, the good folks on the ground working? <sighs>
3: So when we look at the data, um, we have to understand that the drug culture is ever-evolving. And uh, it doesn't just impact one community or one specific demographic. What the data tells us is that uh, there was an increase in drug-related overdose deaths among all demographics. And uh, African Americans saw the most significant increase, African American males 213% uh, increase in drug-related overdose deaths, and African American females 144%, which is an increase larger than any any demographic but it is impacting all demographics and, and all communities. And and so for us a critical piece of this is looking at the appendage crimes uh, that extend out from the drug culture, if you were to use an octopus as an analogy, and you look at its body, its mantle, that is uh, everything in and about the supply and the demand. But the uh, appendages that extend out are drug-related overdose deaths, uh, homicides, robberies, burglaries, uh, pharmacy burglaries, uh, the diversion of pharmaceutical drugs, all of these things as a law enforcement professional agent, we are concerned about, uh, and it has served motivation for us getting involved in these partnerships.
1: Which is helping it bring awareness, one thing. I think the more we bring it out of just the dark, which is not the dark for you guys, it's what you do every day, to us being able to talk about it and see it and sort of normalize it in conversation and not think it's just a them problem versus us problem, because now you're seeing it on the news. It feels like every other night, if not every night, there's going to be a story on you know tonight about what happened in central Mississippi. And so how do you keep going, Jan? I mean, it feels like
2: maybe it's an uphill climb? Well, we recently received some data that in uh, 2020, which was at the height of the uh, COVID epidemic, the United States saw opioid use go up 15%, but in Mississippi, our percentage went up 30%. Uh, we know that the mental health issues surrounding COVID had a great deal to do with this so when I see numbers like that it gives me the the spur on to write the next grant to develop the next program utilizing this data who do we need to target what does that demographic look like how do we develop a media campaign that surrounds the people that we really want to touch and that's how OD Free came about was targeting those specific groups and particularly right now surrounding drug take back day what does the demographic look like that we really want to target to try to help get those drugs off the streets and that is coming up this weekend I do
1: believe April the 30th 30th. there's 102 locations across Mississippi to take back unused drugs and if you think that if you feel like it's hopeless this is the good thing this is the thing you can do to help this makes an impact taking a little time out of your day to look in your cabinet and then do something about it so what are they looking for and what can they do with it
2: so a lot of people um, don't realize that unused drugs in their cabinet um, are dangerous to other people um, first of all we all know that you know children are curious and children can obviously get into those medicine cabinets but that's not where our biggest issues come from um, almost anybody if you talk to them either suspect or know someone in their family or their cr- close relationships that have a substance abuse problem. Um, as I was uh, stating earlier, we we have had programs with realtors' associations because people don't think about the fact that there are unused drugs in their medicine cabinet when they're showing their house. Uh, we have worked with uh, hospice agencies because. Um, You know, there has to be an appropriate way to dispose of those drugs. And we've also um, begun to look at other entities that we can work with in the future as well to try to dispose of those unused drugs. So our goal this year, uh, on Saturday, is to try to get the tonnage that we could. and when I say tonnage, I mean tons of drugs that are taken back um, increased – that that is one definitely one way to do it but we don't want to limit this to one day a year we want everybody to be aware that there are drug take-back boxes all over the state as you said 102 locations and if you are unsure of where you can take your drugs back you can go to odfree.org and the locations for drug take-back boxes are listed there if you don't have a drug take back box in your area, you can contact us and we can we can help you with some of those things, but law enforcement particularly will be very involved with drug take back on And we're going to learn
1: more about that, where you can find out the locations, what you can take back, why you shouldn't flush them down the toilet, yeah. and so much more <laughs> coming up next here on good things.
4: Good
5: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Rain and a possible thunderstorm today, high near 85. Tonight, an 80% chance of showers, low around 57. Your Tuesday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, cloudy skies, high near 70 degrees. And a look to Wednesday, sunny conditions, high near 75. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
7: Come out to Mississippi Makers Fest on May 7th from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at the two Mississippi museums in downtown Jackson. Enjoy live music from the North Mississippi All-Stars and a huge lineup of bands, plus art and food from over 50 makers. The World of Marty Stewart exhibit will also open at the museums the same day, featuring artifacts from Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, Marty Stewart himself, and more. Mississippi Makers Fest is sponsored by Southern Beverage Company, and the World of Marty Stewart is sponsored by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. For more info, visit mdah.ms.gov.
2: 911. What's your emergency? Hello. This is 911. How can I help? Oh, well, my grandson is. I think my grandson needs help. He got in the medicine drawer and he. Oh my lord, ma'am. Oh, what oh what happened son, to your grandson? I found my grandson in the kitchen on the floor. He got into
1: my pills. He got into my old pain pills. No. Okay, ma'am. Please try to remain calm. We have someone on the way.
2: Oh, what have I done? Oh, what have I done?
1: Somebody Help Not just anybody Help You
4: know I need someone
1: Welcome back to Good Things. That's a tough thing to hear on a Monday morning, but I think some good can come of it. And we're going to continue our conversation about making Mississippi OD free with Jan Dawson. She's with the Mississippi Public Health Institute and Colonel Maxwell, the director of Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics. And yeah, I mean, you know, as a mom or, you know, thinking about today's my mother's birthday, happy birthday, mom, but she's the nana to four beautiful kids. If she ever found herself having to make a 911 call like that, Jan, I mean, I can't even, I would, you know, it's it's unbearable. Thinkable because the intention was never ill intent of having those things in the medicine cabinet but but colonel maxwell how too often does this play out where y'all see narcotics ends up in the wrong hands Prescribed prescribed narcotics ends up in the wrong hands.
3: Well, it plays out uh, more often uh, than we think. According to 2019 uh, data uh, from SAMHSA, uh, each day, 607 adolescents uh, initiate prescription drug misuse. And those drugs are obtained from a medicine cabinet or medicine-keeping space in a home. Uh, in, in addition to that, uh, there was data also uh, released that indicates that from 2016 through 2019, there was a 268% increase in pediatric mortality uh, as a result of um, op- intentional and unintentional opioid use, and those prescription medications were also removed from uh, a home medicine cabinet or or keeping space. And so it, it happens more often than we think. Um, we don't hear about the stories as much as I think we should because if we did hear about them we would have a greater degree of sensitivity and a higher level of alertness and understand the vital importance of drug take back and the fact that You know those prescriptions unused can be placed uh, in a repository in more than 100 locations throughout the state of Mississippi.
1: I just think about the frenzy that the media went through when with just the pods, like when, like Mm -hmm. I think one kid or maybe two decided. We're not talking about the ones that chose to do it in terms of a you know a viral thing that that you know accidentally. You can barely get into those things now, right? And there is just so much awareness around putting those up or not having them where your kids can get them. And I feel like there's probably that a little bit of common sense for most parents around their prescription drugs, but as your kids get older, there just needs to be a more heightened awareness that they may be more curious about that as they become less curious about the Tide Pod, right? <laughs> like um, because it's it's sort of in their culture too to to sort of think about these different pills and pill swapping. I want to talk too though about the counterfeit drugs because it's not just what it used to be out there right Uh, Colonel Maxwell I know the take back is prescriptions that's been prescribed legally to someone in the home but what about all these others that are dressed like the pill they're used to but there's something different in them
3: so I think we have to continue to focus on the fact that the drug culture is evolving. Uh, years ago, when I initially got involved in law enforcement, a large percentage of the drugs that we saw uh, were agrarian based Cocaine derived from the coca plant, uh, heroin at that time derived from the uh, poppy plant, and, of course, marijuana. Uh, in order to get those products, you've got to farm the crop first. And your labor cost is going to be exponentially higher than where we are right now in today's drug culture where we see more synthetic drugs all you need is a precursor chemicals and the most prevalent synthetic drug that we're seeing uh, and the most potent of all of them is fentanyl. Uh, 2.5 milligrams of fentanyl is a lethal lethal dose to more than 95 percent of um, the United States population and fentanyl has properties that allow it to be pressed, cut, colored, and scored into fake pills. And if we look at uh, data from a DEA uh, public uh, service alert back in October of 2021, of the 9.5 million pills that DEA had seized up to that point, uh, 40% of them contained a a lethal dose of fentanyl. So if you had 10 pills, 4 out of 10 contained contained a lethal dose.
1: That's crazy. And if you think it's not out there, I would encourage you to maybe do a little more research or be more open-minded if it's not in your your backyard because literally today if you watch the news at all or any breaking here in Central Mississippi, I think we were talking 3 pounds or something came off the interstate of I20. I mean, that's like 5 miles from my home. I mean, I know they were traveling through, but that kind of that kind of hits a little different, uh, Jan, whenever you start thinking about your family being that, you know, that close to it. But going back to the take back, we want people to get excited about being a part of the solution, and that's just getting them out of the um, hands of kids, particularly or those that may be coming through your house. So, what all are y'all taking back Saturday at the hundred and two? And this is the big push. I know the hundred and two locations are open all the time, but Saturday's the big day.
2: Absolutely. I obviously we we really want to take back any kind of prescription medication. Um, you know big emphasis on opioids, but we'll take anything back, anything that's expired, which can also be dangerous to someone in the wrong, you know, in, in the hands of someone who doesn't understand. Uh, it, or even older people, you know, sometimes will let things expire, they don't check their expiration dates. So it's time to go to th- help mom or dad or grandma or grandpa go through those medicine cabinets and get rid of everything um, that has an expiration date or anything that they're just not taking or can't take, uh, but particularly those prescription medicines. Medications. We definitely want to get those out of the medicine cabinets. Um, if if anybody um, has ever worked with middle schoolers or high schoolers, we know that they're always uh, pushing the envelope, just to see what will happen next. And it is absolutely impossible at this point in time to tell what necessarily a pill is and what it's not. Right. And so you never know if your friend that's also at the party. Uh, got their pills out of a medicine cabinet or got them off the street and it only takes one pill to kill and that's what our media campaign has been uh, surrounding that one slogan one pill can kill it's all it takes know where your kids are, know what they're doing, know who their friends are.
1: And it's one of those things I can feel like, you know, you don't know if you prevented something by taking part of Take Back, but you don't want to regret not right. taking part of it if something was to happen, right? I mean, it's kind of like wearing your seatbelt. You don't know if you're sure. going to get in a wreck between here and home, but if you do, you're really grateful that you know you had on the safety device that you have at hand. And so I feel like that's kind of the way to look at it. It's, it's a prevention. You may never know, but you don't want to know the alternative to it
2: you may never know who you save but you may know who you kill
1: Right. Wow. Well that hit a little bit different, Jan. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and it shouldn't and the- be funny, but in and and again, I mean these are tougher things to say, but I, I look at it as it's an empowering opportunity to be part of the solution and let Colonel Maxwell's people take, you know, down the big guys and not having it on the streets for someone to go and then sell or then to right. get into the, you know, circulation. And so you're helping out uh, you know, the department of uh the bureau whenever you take part in the take back. So you mentioned pounded. The how much poundage are y'all hoping <laughs> tonnage I think is the word it's you tonnage
2: use. and then that's you know that's hard to uh, fathom the the amount of tonnage that uh, that you take back but uh, we definitely want to increase the tonnage that we take back in Mississippi this year uh, those drug take back boxes for the most part are, are cleaned out by the DEA and DEA disposes of those drugs in an environmentally safe way to, to get rid of them so we w- really want to increase our tonnage this year according to the DEA um, and the only way we can do that is if everyone uh, helps and, and finds their drug take box and why do we not flush them down the toilet oh it is not environmentally safe <laughs> and that that is what um, you know the DEA knows how to dispose of those drugs we do have some other mechanisms that we can use uh, chemicals that will create uh, that will make the drugs inert that we can utilize and the DEA will utilize as well um, is a much safer alternative. Please don't flush them down your toilet because that gets in the groundwater and of course that is that is a pollutant. Same thing down the sink. Please don't put them down the sink. Uh, or and please don't throw them away in the trash because then they also become part of mm-hmm. an environmentally, un- environmentally unsafe issue. And if you think, well, what's
1: mine? Mine won't harm. But when we're talking about tons, Correct. tonnage, and that starts to be a compounded issue, or sort of really, really um, quickly. Do we know about how much potentially is out there that could be brought back?
2: We don't know how many, how much can definitely be put, brought back, but we do have um, a lot of prescription drug overdose information, obviously from the, you know, from the Board of Pharmacy data that we receive from them. Um, uh, as far as calculating what that tonnage looks like, we don't have any way to know because we don't know what people took, or what may be still available in their their cabinets. We know we have reduced the number of prescriptions that are being written for opioids in the state of Mississippi, which is a huge step forward, Um, but on Colonel Maxwell's side, as uh, opioid prescriptions were reduced, illicit opioids are on the rise, and so we were trying very hard, between all of us working together, to make those things balance out.
1: We've got a little bit more time with Colonel Maxwell and Jan talking about OD Free. I want to make sure we get all that information out there here on Good Things. Love,
9: love is patient. Love is kind. Love is all we really got. Never fails. Never leaves. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these hey! is love, people, love, people. We all need- 'Cause everybody's the same. same. Everything that could divide us, can we all set that aside and just love?
1: You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, the home of all Miss sports. Brought to you in part by All Britain's Jewelers. Diamonds, watches, specialty gifts, and more. Your family owned full service jewelers since 1920. Visit All Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland Village.
0: Thinking about a new car? Think Canon Nissan of Jackson. This is Dave Logan, General Manager. Our sales team is here for you six days a week with new Nissans arriving daily. Learn more at CannonNissanOfJackson.com. When the smoke clears, nobody beats the Cannon deal.
6: Nobody
5: 601 345 8090. That's 601 345 8090. Or online at com. That's
4: com.
8: It's Lissa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Top Mississippi News. As of Friday, Governor Tate Reeves has vetoed a total of five bills for the 2022 legislative session, with his first veto being issued over a month ago. On March 17th, Reeves vetoed House Bill 980, which involved the Mississippi State Department of Health's rights to the declassification of drugs, if first declassified by the federal government. Since then, Reeves has vetoed four more bills, two of which he announced via social media on Friday. In his post, Reeves mentioned Senate Bill 2536 and Senate Bill 2306, saying that they return voting rights to criminals and weaken the state's ethics commission. To get the full story on the recently vetoed bills, go to supertalk.fm. Thanks to the addition of some new animals at the Hattiesburg Zoo, they're seeing visitors coming from as far away as Georgia and Tennessee. A colobos monkey that was born April 9th is now being led into the enclosure. Representatives from the zoo told WDAM they're a vulnerable species, so to have them at the zoo is really exciting. There are also 16 new chickens representing 13 different breeds.
0: Your favorite weekend returns to Ridgeland. Art, Wine, and Wheels, May 6 through 8. The Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival, Sante South Wine Festival, and Natchez Trace Century Ride make for one epic weekend. Go to artwineandwheels.com to learn more.
7: During the month of April, AARP Mississippi is providing you with tips to help prevent fraud so your money lives longer. They are shining a light on how you can protect yourself and your family from fraud with a telephone town hall and document shredding events. Learn more and sign up for free at aarp.org/ms.
0: <laughs> get the news that matters to Mississippi on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Each weekday starting at 10 a.m., Gerard brings you a spirited debate on the key stories of the day with the newsmakers and powerful reporting on the issues you care about. Listen on your local Supertalk station or anywhere you get Supertalk Mississippi and watch the show live on C Spire Channel 70, Supertalk TV, and on the Supertalk Mississippi app.
1: a lot of good things to do in Mississippi so go to visitmississippi.org to find out more you can head on over to supertalktv.com to see my guests who are in studio with me today here on good things and they're going to encourage you to go to odfree.org lots of websites lots of good stuff and I know it can be a tough topic and that's talking about making Mississippi OD free uh, but you can play a role in it and I think that's what I want to make sure we leave with today and also educated on maybe where are those hot spots around uh, the state or the other sort of tools or resources that are out there and colonel maxwell i know with the mississippi bureau of narcotics you guys take hotspots spots seriously because it's where you kind of deploy probably more more work or you're you try to figure that out so what is the data telling us in terms of mississippi where are those hot spots when it comes to uh drug overdose or just drug use
3: so through the data sharing collaborative that Jan mentioned earlier, uh, they've taken uh, a lot of the data that we forwarded to them, and uh, they've been able to merge all those data specifics together. And right now, it looks like that Pearl River County is going to be per capita uh, one of our hot spots. And then literally uh, along the coast, uh, Hancock, Jackson, and Harrison County. And Harrison County, from a numbers perspective, is is leading in the state. And then we have, uh, due to our population density in the metro area. Uh, That's going to be our second uh, most significant area. Uh, And then in North Mississippi, in and around DeSoto County, and uh, also Lafayette County.
1: And we were just talking, Jan, about having conversations with our kids, college kids, high school kids who, you know, think parents don't know what they're talking about. It's not going to happen to me. I know the buddy who gave it to me. It didn't happen to me last time. I mean, on and on and on. I mean, are there any just good one-liners or, you know, educational pieces to talk to our young kids who are really on the front lines of getting duped when it comes to the things that they're buying? Either one of you can answer that one.
2: Well, I think the most important thing from a prevention standpoint with our youth, that uh, we also have some work that we do with that with the Public Health Institute, is if, it's, if the prescription is not written to you, don't take it. Yeah, you think you know what your friend is telling you, you think they're telling you the truth, but there are no guarantees in life, and it only takes one pill that has the wrong uh, content with it, and you cannot look at it and tell. The pill presses today that, that our um, illicit market is using it, using looks exactly like a pill that you're going to buy from a pharmacist.
1: I heard you earlier, uh, Dan, talk about linking this to mental health. And sometimes, especially students who are trying to do good, making the grades, juggling all of their social activities, work, all balance, and they're struggling mentally, but they're not talking about it. Maybe they turn to other ways to cope. How can you help or how can we help better identify or get more educated about seeing it from that end before it gets to the extreme?
2: Well, the first thing as a parent is, uh, you know, we know our children better than anyone else or we should. And anytime you see a, a drastic change in their behavior, they seem too stressed. They seem a little too wired uh, or, or they seem like they're not taking interest in things that they ordinarily would take interest in. Those are big red flags uh, and should be to any parent. <clears throat> but one of the things that we have to do, and we always have to keep those communications open with our children. Um, and I know that we live in a time right now where parents are busy. Uh, but, you know, there are other people, too, uh, people, in, you know, people that work with youth groups, people that anybody that can be a, someone that, that children t- or youth trust. Those are the people that um, need to pay attention. And sometimes as parents. We don't want to see those things about our children, uh, but you know, being aware of what's really going on in their lives, who their friends are, where they're going, uh, they'll they'll say, "Yes, you're being too nosy, or you're controlling my life." Control their life.
1: I just go back to what you said earlier Jan you'll never know who you saved but you'll know the pill that killed and I'm like wow that's, right. that's you know that that's a <laughs> tough one to take home but it's a, I think it's what we need to hear I do want to ask Colonel Maxwell I mean you know if, if you go through your uh, aging parents or you um, you know you have your own pills and we come back to the take back are there going to be questions on where we got those or whatever is it a, like I mean because there is that level of sort of fear around I'm, I'm holding something that wasn't prescribed to me it's an you know, a drug, if you bring it, no questions asked, you guys are just going to take it back and do what you Absolutely. do with it.
3: Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Take Back is uh, it's a format uh, in which all Mississippians can, can do their part, and they can play a role in saving a life, preventing overdose death, and also preventing the initiation of the misuse and abuse of opioids that may be acquired uh, from a home medicine cabinet or, or keeping space.
1: Which I think that's just a good point to make. It's like don't have any anxiety about it. You know, it's the it's the same way when a when a police officer gets behind you, you all of a sudden go to the speed limit. You make sure you sit on cruise control because there's that little bit of like, oh no, you know. But this is this is our part. This is how we can sort of help and at least remove them from our homes, and our homes won't be you know where where it finds um, its way back to the source of something tragic um, happening. On a fun note, though, uh, Colonel Maxwell, you were sharing uh, earlier. How you got into law enforcement? That is such a fun story, and it wasn't something I was expecting. So, how how did you wind up in law enforcement with the bureau?
3: So I was working for uh, Hudson Salvage, I think a, a company uh, you know who all of us are um, thrifty shoppers is familiar with, and um, I was in uh, management there, and I was working a uh, stock of boat motors, and a former NBN agent, uh, retired Major Chuck Smith, and an IRS agent came. And I was able to, you know, finagle them and sell some boat motors to them. And uh, Chuck asked me, he's like, you want to do this for the rest of your life? And I said, not really. I'm kind of interested in law enforcement. And then, um, you know, ultimately I was hired by MBN. And here I am 27 years later, <laughs> blessed and fortunate to be the director of MBN and very thankful to uh, Governor Reeves and uh, Commissioner Tyndall. And I'd also like to say, I know we've talked a, a lot about, um, you know, the issues associated with drug laid overdose but um, Mississippians should feel really good about this legislative session. Uh, Governor Reeves and Commissioner Tindall working with um, uh, Speaker Gunn and Lieutenant Governor Hoseman um, you know, were able to push two significant pieces of legislation through this year. Parker's Law, uh, which will uh, create a thoroughfare, broaden thoroughfare for us to hold individuals accountable who are predisposed to the knowledge of selling fentanyl or drug laced with fentanyl uh, and that bonds very well with another piece of legislation that we got Jan mentioned it, that requires pill presses to be registered with the Bureau of Narcotics and the rules will be promulgated by the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. These two laws, in conjunction with an existing statute that we have, which is our Good Samaritan Law, I think are three tools that law enforcement, along with district attorneys throughout the state, will be able to use to further hold drug traffickers accountable in Mississippi.
1: That's a good, just a little bit of bright light to sort of, you know, round up this tougher conversation, uh, Colonel Maxwell, because, Jan, you know, it can feel overwhelming for us just sitting here listening to good things. How do I help? You help just by educating your who's in your household and doing the take back, and then hopefully if we all do that, it sort of raises the, you know, awareness piece to it. But how important is it for state agencies to continue to work together and to and just come out of their silos and partner and utilize all of their best assets for a common goal?
2: Well, we have several uh, grants through SAMHSA and through the CDC. And you know, as a light uh, in on Mississippi, they tell us all the time how impressed they are that we have state agencies that are working together in this way. Uh, one of the first calls that we had was SAMHSA, and we actually had the Department of Health and the Department of Mental Health both on that call surrounding three different grants in partnership with MSPHI. They said, how did you do this? and uh and my answer was well you know we're from the south and we all love each other down here so um we work together we work together and we know we have a problem and we know we want to solve that Um uh, to talk a little bit too about um what colonel maxwell said about the good samaritan law too um i think we'd be remiss if we didn't point out the fact that if someone is experiencing an overdose and you call 911 um, even unless there are a great number of illicit drugs that you are know, in, in your possession, you are covered under the Good Samaritan law for trying to save a life. And I think that that's very important, particularly with our teenagers. One of our PSAs that we recently put out um, with the 911 call is teenagers that are making that call and, and one of the teenagers, teenagers says, you're going to get in trouble. but you're not if you're making that 911 call and the the 911 operator assures them you're not going to get in trouble you're saving someone's life that's
1: another I think good piece of information as parents and caregivers we can pass down it's like you know what we try to prevent 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 but if you find yourself in a you know in a squirrely situation here you are protected save your friends save yourself call we'll talk about it later let's just get everybody home okay first you know Colonel Maxwell it's like you have to you, you know but I think having to to have that knowledge because you Absolutely. is is, uh, is powerful as well because it can it's a matter of minutes after after an incident like that um, sort of happens but we can help at least slow it by taking back our pills and being part of the solution so go to odfree.org there is a drug take back button and you can find one of the 102 sites or they have a contact information there too if you need more information well this was enlightening Dr uh, Dr Maxwell Colonel Maxwell I'm gonna call you everything under the sun but the right thing today and Miss Jan it's been a pleasure um, I hope to have you back for you know um, happier times but keep doing the good work and you guys keep with us we got a little bit more for you up next
6: Singing. every day I'm learning more just how it goes let me go let me roam Even when I'm so old, it's just a long way home It's just a long way home
7: Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com
5: to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540, or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
9: Are you
5: Go big and go home during Miss Skelly's big home sale. The savings are big, up to $500 off, and the selection is too. Over $16 million of in-stock inventory. Plus, with 60 month financing, there's no down payment required. Instant gratification, endless possibilities. Take your new furniture, your big savings, and your down payment, and go home. Go big during the big home sale, only at Miss Skelly's.
8: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events.
4: This is the closing Agri-Market report. At the close, of the New Cotton Exchange July cotton was down forty-four to one thirty-five forty-one. October cotton was up one to one twenty-four thirty-six. At the close, of the Chicago Board of Trade July soybeans were down twelve and three quarters to sixteen seventy-five and a quarter per bushel. August soybeans were down eleven and a half to sixteen twenty-one and three quarters per bushel. July corn was up 9 cents to 798 per bushel. September corn was up six cents to 751.5 per bushel. At the Mercantile June live cattle was down $3 to one thirty-five forty-two. August live cattle was down $305 to one thirty-seven thirty-two. August feeders down $240 to one seventy-four fifty. September feeders down 197 to one seventy-seven sixty. And at this out the South of Jones is up 43 points, $33,855. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network.
2: Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet.
0: Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. The Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm.
1: delay in planning your mississippi getaway everything you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. and don't forget if you've missed any of good things today there are several ways you can catch it on replay you can always get it in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts just make sure you search for super talk you can even snag the gallows show middays with gerard in a mississippi minute good things the voice coming up next with sports talk all thunder and lightning and beyond. So there's plenty of there as well as over on Super Talk's YouTube channel. If you haven't hit subscribe there, you can catch the latest in news, politics, sports and of course the good things. It is free and it's more of like nugget little bite-sized pieces of the best of our shows each day. Rhino does a good job of keeping that populated with all of our great guests here on Good Things. But here we like to keep in touch with you over on the Good Things Facebook group and I have been and posting right and left, some folks winning some things and getting it, needing a little congratulations. So why not we round out this tougher topic Monday with some congratulations and some toot tooting of horns?
9: It's always good to give out kudos.
1: Always good to give out kudos. high five. It was like National High Five Day the other day. I was like that's they every still day. Still make
9: kudos? They the should little, little candy or not candy bars. They were more like I
1: think they do, and you should be able to give them out or put your virtual high five from us here at Good Things Today.
9: If <gasps> they don't make them any.
1: <gasps> well, let's let's uh, let's start a petition to bring them back.
9: Apparently, they've been discontinued.
1: I don't like that. No negative. All positive vibes today. I'm sending tons to my Southern Miss Golden Eagles. whoop! Southern Miss to the top. You know, anytime I get a chance to brag on them, they have cracked the top five for the ter- first time in program history, coming in number four. And as they would say, they're on a streak. They've got it rolling. The good the momentum has continued and yeah, it's always cool to see a Mississippi team uh, doing well, particularly the golden black.
9: They so. got a very complete team and they're firing on all cylinders offensively, so if they can keep the the bats going, they could be dangerous going down the stretch.
1: I love that. So let's keep that going, boys. Keep that rolling. And then to the ladies, Tammy Pierce is the recipient of the Outstanding Service in Youth Mentoring Award. Tammy volunteered for six season as a basketball coach for Sacred Heart School, serving as a mentor to hundreds of youth in North Mississippi. She's also a wife and a mom. And she works tirelessly to serve her community, and she was nominated by her peers for that. So kudos to you. Our First Lady, uh, Miss Ely Reeves, uh, gave her the award. You can see that over on the Good Things Facebook group. And then our um, Congressman Michael Guest gave an award to Worth, the winner of the 2022 Congressional Art Competition. And his artwork uh, named Barbershop is going to hang in the U.S. Capitol for visitors, lawmakers, and staff to enjoy. If you want to see his artwork. I've got that over on the Good Things Facebook group. Pretty cool. And then one more. Toot, toot for for your monday here on good things a mississippi teacher has been awarded what's known as the oscar of teaching which means that's a big deal and miss adams of pearl river central high school was surprised this last friday with twenty five thousand dollars for the milken educator award and the honor goes to early to mid-career education professionals for their already impressive achievements And as they promised, they are doing what they promised to accomplish in the future. And so Adams is the lead teacher at PRCHS and she was given to the ward in front of a gym full of cheering students, colleagues and state and local officials and the best part if you go and see the video that one's actually over at supertalk.fm but I'll make sure that I post it there it's the shock i love a good surprise and she didn't even know it was coming and so that's like the best part whenever you can completely catch someone off surprise with some really really good news that's always add always adds that extra level especially when they never saw it coming you know it's oh, yeah. like a prank but not i don't know what the opposite of a prank is but it's like a prank but it's not a prank
9: it's a surprise it's
1: a su- well that word didn't just seem to, <laughs> to fit as well it's like well if
9: i guess it's not really the opposite prank and surprise because if you threw somebody a prank party
1: that's, that would be terrible it is a surprise
9: party. that would be just that'd be breaking and entering
1: <laughs> yes and Colonel Maxwell He's will come. Got and get a whole you.
9: group of people in somebody's house, and they walk in
1: surprise. That would be awesome, though, to catch on camera. <laughs> you just hope that they are, they aren't locked and loaded, and you know. And then, so yeah, but no, that would be terrible. But surprises are the best, and so you get to see her smiling face and her excitement, as well as other good headlines and things over there, as well. Have a good weekend, Rhino.
9: I did. I got a. Uh all but three or four boxes moved and the kitchen half mopped and porches swept and all things scrubbed so look at you being I, I've got domestic. a week left until I hand over the keys to the old place so I'm gonna make her look as good as she can
1: there you go. look at you being all domesticated you getting all prepared for that Mrs. rhino that she's out there waiting in the wings he says no comment on that I'm glad the music's on huh rhino <laughs> All right, you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will be back tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.